I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. (laughs) Kia ora everybody. I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. This week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales is sponsored by Your Birth Project. If you haven't heard of Your Birth Project yet, it is a new hypnobirthing or calm birthing resource that I have created as a side project to Kiwi Birth Tales. So my passion for this sort of stemmed from this podcast and hearing women talk about their experiences with birth and knowing that there had to be some better ways around education and relaxation for birth. So I created Your Birth Project, which includes all sorts of different hypnobirthing resources, including meditations and pain and comfort methods. So if you want to go and check that out, I have tagged it in the show notes and I'll also take it on social media posts about this episode. I would love for you to go and show me some support and I will run a giveaway as part of this episode too. So go and check it out. In this week's episode, I speak with Jenna from Real Health NZ and she takes us through her two pregnancy and birth stories as well as a journey with fertility and her experiences going from one to two children. She shares some really interesting information with us throughout the episode and I am super excited to share it with you. So I will let Jenna tell you her story. Let's jump into it. Hi, Jenna. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. No worries. Thanks for having me, Jordan. No problem. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family? Sure. So uh, my name is Jenna Smith. Uh, I have a husband, Caleb, and two little girls. So Saya, who is two years old, um, she is full of life. And little Rio, our recent little girl, she is seven months old. Uh, So we live in Morrinsville. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much my family. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And the way that we connected was through Real Health NZ. So do you want to talk to us just briefly about what that is? Yep. So I run a business with a good mate of mine um, called Real Health NZ. So basically, in short, we're online personal trainers and health and wellness coaches, uh, and we stream live workouts. So we help women, and particularly mums, um, feel good through movement. So we've got a time live timetable when we do six live workouts a week and we have lots of mums from all around New Zealand join us. Awesome. Very cool. And do you want to take us through what the journey to pregnancy was like for you the first time? The first time. Yep. So that was with our girl Saya. So it was what two and a bit years ago. Well longer than that for the um trying to conceive. So it was it was a bit of a journey. Um, at the time I was a PE teacher and there was a few things, I was around 27 if my memory kind of serves me, uh, and there were quite a few things that I wanted to kind of tick off 
in terms of my career, get my kind of ducks in a line um, before I, you know, wanted to start a family. So when that time kind of came, I didn't think too much about it and neither did my husband. We kind of thought that we wouldn't have too many issues being young. I've always kind of looked after myself. I've, you know, exercise has been a big part of my life. I generally eat healthy. Um, so we kind of thought it wouldn't it wouldn't be too hard, you know. So we didn't want to really put pressure on ourselves. We just kind of had that mentality of it'll happen when it happens. Uh, we'd been married, I think, a year before that, and I had gone off the pill for um, so I'd been off the pill for about a year. Uh, but my body, um, in terms of my time of the month, still hadn't quite got it back into a regular pattern. So that was kind of weighing in the back of my head as to um, if that would kind of affect things. Um, so yeah, we'd been trying for a wee while. I think it was around six or maybe like eight or nine months. Um, and I just kind of thought I'd go to the doctor because it was kind of playing in my mind, my periods. And he, uh, kind of said that I shouldn't have too many issues. You know, I'm young and I'm fit. Just kind of give it that year mark. Uh, and then if it hadn't happened, that would look at, um, doing some more investigating around things and, you know, look at, um, taking some type of drugs to help with ovulation and IVF, that kind of stuff, and depending on kind of where I was at. So a whole year kind of went by. Um, it seems like a lifetime, especially when I felt so ready to get pregnant. You know, everything was ready in terms of um, my mind and my husband and kind of I just felt like the right time of life. Um, so, yeah, I found I found that, that year really, really hard. Uh, you know, it had been, I think it was – been coming up a year and a half since we'd started trying and yeah we just kind of came to each month and it, it didn't happen and you know just kind of forgot about it and just kind of focused on the next month it was quite hard not to get I guess fixated on yeah. the whole thing as well um so the end of the year kind of came and we still hadn't had any luck so we thought about putting um you know going back to the doctor and I think the thought in my background too I'm a PE teacher and you know really into health and exercise and the thought of having to put personally put chemicals into my body I it didn't kind of sit well with me so I thought that before I kind of went down that route I wanted to to try some natural type therapies so a family member actually suggested to me acupuncture and I had never done acupuncture before. She was a midwife and she'd seen lots of success with it. So I went to a few sessions and there was kind of lots of talking. We talked about my cycles and my cycles at that stage were quite irregular. So they were kind of like, if I remember, 50, like 55 to 65 days apart. So they were, you know, they were really, really drawn out and it was not, not obviously normal. Um, and yeah, we did lots of talking and a lot of it came down to, he said, was my body temperature, which was so crazy because I'd never really thought about that. And I'm quite a cold frog. So in the winter, you know, I love having um, lots of blankets on the bed and I didn't really even even think about it, but it was a big thing apparently in Chinese medicine. So we kind of continued on with the acupuncture and obviously the, the aim of it, he said, was to warm up my body because there was no way um, in terms of, you know, his philosophy that I would be able to get pregnant if my, you know, in, internal fire wasn't roaring and it wasn't warm enough. So I spent six to eight months doing acupuncture. I went twice a week, some weeks it was once, for a good hour session. And we did acupuncture and I did a whole heap of other things as well to try and warm my body up. So there was foot baths. I had to have my feet in like warm baths each night. Um, I wasn't allowed to leave my hair wet. I had to make sure I always dried it. I had to also reduce... Um, like eating salads. I like to eat lots of salads and fruits and stuff like that. So the, the cold foods and I kind of moved more towards warming foods and hot foods, which sounded really crazy to me. But 
um, yeah, it was it was pretty amazing the results that I got. And I did another thing called I think it's called mock combustion, but basically it's like heat therapy, and it was pretty crazy. Like I remember times where I was in my garage because um, I actually did some of the therapies at home where I had like these little candles kind of all over pressure points in my body that I'd have to light and it sounds crazy it was it was all safe uh, but basically it just kind of fast tracked kind of heating up my body so I remember actually being in the garage one night and my husband was kind of lighting them I'd have kind of had six or seven around my body um pretty crazy but um and they absolutely stunk which is why we had to do them in the garage <laughs> but yeah it it um was a really long journey but yeah after I think six yeah, six to eight months, he had pulled my cycle back to 30 days, which was absolutely amazing because wow. I hadn't had it back to that, um, you know, since I was on, on the pill. And obviously that's, you know, not a true reflection of, of your cycle. So yeah, it was, it was a really hard time, but um, yeah, they were back to 30 days after that. So I did a lot of tracking of my periods during that time. Um, obviously um, I had like a graph and I did lots of taking temperatures and that type of stuff and and yeah, that kind of did the trick and got my body to where it needed to be. And we fell pregnant, which was, yeah, very, very exciting after that kind of long journey. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And how did you find out that you were pregnant? Did you sort of have a feeling or you missed a period or you just took a test? What was that like? Yeah. Um, so I was obviously tracking my periods. Uh, quite closely because it kind of um, I had to watch my body temperature to make sure it was getting up uh, but yeah my temperature stayed really high and I was waiting for it to drop like it did every other month and it just didn't drop so I took took a pregnancy test but I actually kind of knew within myself that I was I think I've become so in tune with my body that I just felt like something was a little bit different and yeah I took a test and it was it was positive so yeah it was pretty pretty crazy <laughs> very exciting yeah. <laughs> awesome and how were you feeling sort of throughout that first trimester did you have much morning sickness or anything like that no I was I was one of the lucky ones I no I didn't experience with my first pregnancy any anything like that I was yeah feeling pretty good I kind of continued on with exercise obviously I modified um you know my exercise as I went along but I had I was still teaching at that stage a PE teacher because my job was pretty pretty full on. Uh, and I was also running Real Health NZ on the side. This is when we kind of started up Real Health NZ. So yeah. I was pretty tired. But yeah, all in all, that first trimester felt felt really good. Didn't have any sickness, which was lucky for me because some people have it really, really hard, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. Yeah. Awesome. And what was the rest of your sort of pregnancy journey like? Did you do the standard testing in New Zealand? And did you find out the sex and everything like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the rest of the pregnancy was, was really good. I felt, felt pretty, pretty much the same, to be honest, throughout the whole thing. Like I kept my exercise up. I was, um, you know, doing the best that I can in terms of my eating. I generally eat quite healthily, but I was definitely craving a lot more, um, you know, kind of sweet, sweet treats. So I was letting myself have that, which was, which was good, especially when the body was craving it. Uh, and yeah, we did all the testing, the normal testing, except at the end, we actually had additional tests. So I had to get growth scans done every, I think it was every two weeks from about that 25 week mark. So that was pretty stressful to be honest. Um, yeah. you know, first, first kid and kind of not understanding the whole thing 
um, like obviously they explained it to me, but you you know you do your own research and you were kind of wondering why you were having to get all these additional tests and um, yeah. So basically, my fundal height, my like my bump height wasn't wasn't uh, within normal range, so it was lower than the tenth percentile. So that meant that I had to go get the growth scans every um, few weeks. And yeah, towards the end, I think it was around the thirty-two week mark, we actually got referred to a specialist so I went under an obstetrician just because of the size and you know did a few um appointments at the hospital and just kind of monitored everything and checked the droplets and you know all that kind of stuff and they ended up referring me back they were happy with it I think it, in the end it was just the way that I held the baby meant that my fundal height was was very small yeah yeah, yeah right awesome and did you go to any antenatal classes or anything like that yeah, we did. I had to had to convince my husband into um into doing that. Uh, we ended up going over a weekend because he had uh, I think the weeknight one. You know, he can kind of go every every week. Uh, that felt fell yeah. on rugby training night, so we ended up doing it in a weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, we went through the motions with that. I kind of knew most of it, but it was good just kind of recap, meet a few new people, and I think he yeah he really enjoyed it. I think the massage side of things was quite interesting as well. Um, so yeah, it was good. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And do you want to take us through, did your labor start spontaneously and how far along you were and what that sort of journey was like? Yep. Um, So yeah, it started spontaneously. I was overdue by three days. Uh, So basically, oh, I think it was a Saturday morning. So luckily uh, Caleb was not at work, uh, my husband. So I woke up at around six o'clock and I had kind of light like cramps, like tummy cramps. Uh, and I kind of thought, oh, well, this might be, you know, this might be the start of it. So we kind of just stayed home all that, all that Saturday and kind of went about our normal day. Went out, didn't, you know, went out for breakfast before we had kids, we had a bit, bit more of a life. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just kind of did that, let the midwife know kind of what was happening. And then late afternoon, she actually wanted me to head over. So my midwife works out of a centre about half an hour away in Hamilton. So we went over there because she wanted just to check the heartbeat and just do a bit of a bit of a check over just with all the growth scans that I've been having. Um, so, yeah, we went over there. She, she checked everything and everything was good. And we did a clean and sweep while I was there um, just to kind of you know, see if it could kind of ramp things up a little bit. And she gave me some homeopathic little things that I had to put under my tongue I can't remember what the name of them were but anyway doing doing that actually really pushed things along so it kind of kind of ramped it up which was um you know good after a a full day of contractions I think during the day they were kind of happening every 10 minutes but then they'd kind of die off and then come back yeah so that kind of ramped things up um so from there we went and got dinner so we went and got um something spicy <laughs> don't they say spicy is meant to help um, and then we went for a bit of a walk bit of a walk around um Hamilton Gardens and the contractions actually were quite quite strong then I had to stop for a few of them and kind of breathe through it and I was thinking shit this is this is getting pretty full on but then it actually kind of died down a little so I think it might have just been that clean and sweep kind of revved things up and then yeah it died down so we went back home Um, from there we we set up a bit of a a mattress in in front of the TV in the lounge with some Netflix on. I was kind of um, thinking it was going to be a bit of a long night. Um, And then we kind of had some sleep on and off and then things kind of ramped right up back at around, I think it was around three o'clock. So 
I couldn't, I didn't really get much sleep to be honest that night, as you, as you kind of don't when you're in labour. Um, so yeah, three o'clock hit and they were getting stronger. So I was kind of up on my feet being kind of walking through it. Couldn't really lie down. And then at that point, um, I hopped into the shower. So I really enjoyed my baths right the way through pregnancy. And I actually, that was kind of what I wanted for um, well, that was kind of my plan, I guess, my birth plan. I really wanted to have a water birth, but I knew, obviously, being open-minded, you never know, kind of know what's going to happen. So I hopped into the shower at home, um, which was really good, focused on the breathing. The husband was kind of timing the contractions. They got quite strong. So husband rang the midwife because we had planned to go over and have um, bubs over in the maternity place. And um, I think that was around six o'clock. So I think I'd been going for kind of three hours with them quite strong and he explained where we were at and she said, you know, do it. I was still kind of talking at that stage and she was like, do as much as you can at home. Um, and then when you think she's, you know, hitting that transition stage, um, you know, start making your way over or just before it. So yeah, we found it quite hard and I did personally found it quite hard to know when was the right point to go. Like obviously that explained it to Caleb and so at the midwife, but <laughs> um, I guess because I hadn't felt pain before as well. So I don't know. I'd never broken a bone or anything like that. So yeah. I'd never really experienced pain. And I didn't know if I was just being a wuss and I couldn't handle it or, <laughs> yeah. So Caleb ended up ringing again. I was pacing the hallway at that stage and the midwife was like, hop in the car and come over and we'll just, you know, check her out just to see how things are. And I remember actually on the way over telling him, I was like, no, nah, no, nah. it kind of died down a little bit more. And I was like, no, nah, I think we need to go back home. I don't want to drive, you know, 40 minutes over to Hamilton and then them tell me I'm only two centimetres and have to go all the way yeah. home. That was kind of one thing that I was a bit worried about. Um, and then, yeah, we were just like, nah, stuff it, let's go over. And luckily we did because I got there and I was <laughs> 10 centimetres dilated, ready to go. Um, so I was, yeah, really, really relieved um, at that point, obviously. And we went straight into pushing um, into one of the rooms. We were just in the maternity in the maternity ward. Um did lots and lots of positions and yeah, things kind of weren't progressing from there. So we were in the shower and, you know, trying lots of different things. She broke my waters as well. And yeah, the baby just wasn't, wasn't moving. I was getting pretty tired. It'd been over two hours of pushing. Um, luckily I had a good stash of lollies and some, you know, some good, um, electrolytes in terms of my drinks to keep me going. But the midwife in the end had to make a call, um, you know, just first baby. She had been monitoring my heartbeat, obviously, and the babies the whole way through, which is why she went to two hours. Because I think normally they actually call it a little bit before that, but everything was good. Yeah. Um, and I was calm, and yeah. And in the end, they transferred me through to the hospital just because she wasn't moving, moving down. Um, so I had a wee ambulance ride through to the hospital, which was <laughs> only like five minutes from where I was at. Um, and yeah, we kind of went, and I was feeling really calm. Walked in. But you're real frustrated in the same time because I wanted, you know, I knew kind of being at the hospital, chances are because I'd already been two hours, I was probably going to, you know, have some interventions to help her come. Um, yeah. So the midwife kind of, the midwives at the hospital checked checked me over um, and then kind of did what they had to do, the paperwork and that kind of stuff, and then said that she'd come back and she did and she said, I'm going to give you 20 minutes and if it's not out, then we're going to you know, use some Vontus, you know, that kind of stuff. And I was thinking, shit. And I I think at that stage I was so, not delirious, but I was so exhausted from pushing so hard. I was like, how can I push any harder? I'm, I've got nothing left in the tank. Um, yeah. But I think that was kind of what I needed. And I, I'm pretty sure I swore at her at that stage, the midwife. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, 
pushed pushed for 20 minutes and gave it all my might and yeah that must have been the ambulance ride that brought her down because I was kind of hanging from the roof on one of the um the railings inside the Uh, you know holding it to push down and yeah after 20 minutes she came out which was yeah such a amazing amazing experience it was you know it was pretty hard going I think it was three and a half hours I did of pushing um but yeah she she we got there in the end and she came out and it was such an amazing experience it was pretty cool yeah beautiful and did they pop her straight up onto your chest from there yeah yeah they did yeah that was pretty pretty amazing wasn't it so the um I'd done a bit of reading actually on you know how you kind of leave them and they find their way to the boob to latch on themselves so I I let her do that which was yeah it was so cool I remember it only didn't take them long they kind of instinctively know what to do so she she found her way up and, you know, I helped her a little bit with the latch, you know, after a couple of minutes till she couldn't do it. And then, yeah, she was, she had a good feed. Um, Yeah, it was pretty, pretty darn cool. Pretty amazing experience, isn't it? Yeah, awesome. And did you do yeah. sort of like delayed cord clamping and, and that sort of stuff? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did do that. And my husband um cut the cord, yeah. And then I had to get stitched up unfortunately, which which was hard, eh? After having a baby and you were just there and, you know, sewing that little bubble and then having to put your legs up in stirrups and get the stitches done. But it was good and they do it so so gracefully and yeah, it was it was good to get it kind of dealt with there and then as well. Yeah. And how many stitches did you need? Oh, I think it was like I can't even remember. No, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad, and it was on the yeah. outside. It wasn't the perineum. Yeah, so it was. I think it was just her shoulders on the way through. But um, yeah, I couldn't didn't feel it, so that was good. Yeah, yeah, awesome, cool. Yeah. And what was the next sort of few days like? Did you spend a little while in the hospital, or did you go home? No, so they discharged us from the hospital. I think it was like I had a hot shower and a Milo and some toast, which was <laughs> amazing. Um, and then we kind of went through to the birth center. So. We were actually quite lucky. We got three nights at the birth centre. I don't know how we fluked that, but that was, yeah, that was amazing. Just, I think that, um, you know, just having your meals done for you and just that extra support and that help, all the midwives on hand. It was, I really, really enjoyed that time. Yeah, it was really hard, obviously, not knowing what to do and trying to yeah. get her to latch and breastfeed and the whole journey. But yeah, I, yeah, I really enjoyed my time there. The midwives were great. I took on board, obviously, lots of different pieces from everyone because they all had kind of different, different ways of explaining things um just kind of went with my gut as much as I could have but yeah it was I enjoyed it it was good the time at the birth center awesome and how did you find taking your baby home and adjusting to life as a mum yeah going from being obviously independent and and um yeah yeah, huge life change so how did you find that yeah um yeah it was really good it was good we um took a little bit to recover in terms I was I was pretty good in terms of getting out I went for a walk I think kind of the next day after I had her but it was like you know to just down the road about 100 meters I just needed that fresh air and um, yeah. I didn't do anything too strenuous in the first two weeks just get outside as much as I could but um I had a bit of a challenging situation just with bowel bowel um, movements after it I think it was because of the long pushing phase I had quite a bit of damage to my pelvic floors um yeah. so yeah I did some work with a physio after it and which really really helped in terms of getting back into exercise but all in all yeah I really enjoyed that special time you know in your in your own little bubble with your new the newborn bubble and um, we had people come visit us and yeah she was she was really good breastfeeding was quite um 
challenging. It just it really hurt at the start until my kind of nipples got used to the whole thing. But um, yeah, used hydrogels. That was amazing. I had quite a sleepy baby too. So Saya was quite sleepy in the sense that I had to wake her quite a bit to feed her. She would have, you know, she would have slept for five, six hours if I didn't wake her to feed her. So that was quite challenging. And she always kind of fell asleep on the boob as well. So I'd have to wake her up so that she got a full feed. And yeah, some of those feeds in those early stages took a good hour and a half to kind of keep her awake and keep her feeding. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was challenging. It, it definitely hurt blisters, but it didn't take long for them to kind of harden up, I guess you could say. I used the hydrogels as well. So I popped them into the fridge. They were amazing for a bit of like instant relief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Awesome, cool. And did you mm. breastfeed for long until you got your period back or do you want to take us through that experience? Yeah, so I breastfed until she was one. Uh, and I got my period back at around the eight-month mark. So I think that was when I dropped. Yeah, I, I switched over, I think, from the solids to – ended up having solids first. You know how there's that switch yeah. over, solids first instead of breast milk. So that was when I got my got my period back, yeah. Yeah, awesome. And did you sort of consciously decide that you would try for baby number two? Yes, yep, we did at around that kind of year mark. Um, say is just after Say's first birthday, I think it was. Yeah, so um, I was, you know, I didn't know how long it was going to take. Obviously, with the journey that we had with Saya, so my kind of mind was, you know, I wanted to have my kids close together if I could. I didn't know what was going to happen, uh, so we kind of started trying, yeah, straight away, and it actually happened quite quick this time round for number two. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> so, how did you find out this time that you were pregnant? Uh, same thing. So consciously I knew like my, my, I got my period back at around that eight month mark with Saya and they were 30 days to start, but then they started again, um, getting longer and longer. So I knew that obviously it's going to be something that I'm going to have, I am working with someone at the moment, obviously I don't have it back at the moment, but I'm going to be working with someone to, to work around it because something's not right yeah. there. Uh, but um, consciously I knew, so I was doing stuff to warm up my body like I did the first time around. I was doing the foot baths, that kind of stuff. Um, and I was tracking my periods again. So I knew with my temperatures when I was ovulating and that's such a, um, like I said before, it was really hard again, not to get fixated. It's, it's very not kind of aligned with my personality. I'm quite a go with the flow type person, but it was what I had to do to, to conceive. So yeah, we got, pregnant second time with that one and again I knew I just had this feeling that I was pregnant I guess being so in tune with my body after the whole you know I think you do after having kids and going through pregnancy you become a lot more in tune with your body so yeah I yeah after two I think it was the second month of trying we were pregnant with little Rio which was exciting yeah awesome and how were you feeling yeah. this time was it much different to your first pregnancy um no it was pretty similar I was a lot more tired but I think that was because I was running around after a one-year-old um yeah and I was still still working so I wasn't back teaching uh, I was running Real Health NZ at that point um full-time so it was pretty it was pretty full-on I was pretty tired I I did crave again a lot of junk food in that first trimester that seems to be a reoccurrence yeah. with me um but yeah I felt a little bit more nauseous but yeah, not not too bad. It was I think it was just because I was so tired with having a toddler and working and, you know, that first trimester's tiring anyway. Yeah, <sighs> for sure. It sure is. And <laughs> did you do um the standard testing that was offered this pregnancy as well? 
Yeah, yeah, we did the standard testing and we didn't actually, we didn't find out the sex with either of the girls. So we left yeah. it a surprise for both of them. Um, and then second time round with Rio, I had, yeah, we did all the normal testing. And again, we went through the growth scan dilemma in terms of my um, fundal height. So they were actually a bit more full on this time round. Um, so yeah, we went in every two weeks. I think they started a little bit earlier. Um, and again, we got referred to a obstetrician um and it was it was awesome like the midwives obviously were following protocol with you know me not my my bump height not measuring what it should have been so it was awesome that they did that I I kind of knew in my gut that it was kind of the same as last time so Saya was born seven one so she wasn't small at all um you know a little bit small but not nothing nothing crazy it was just the way that I held no yeah um, so yeah, it actually got to the point where I thought that we, we were talking about being induced because of, um, my fundal height and I don't think the baby was putting on as much weight, but I think that's just, yeah, me, how I carry and yeah, dropped off for a little bit, but everything seemed to pick up and kind of went on it as it, as it would. And the specialist, the obstetrician was happy. So again, I got referred back to midwife. It was kind of like deja vu, um, but yeah, she, yeah, I was back under my midwife and feeling pretty good. Yeah. Throughout it, I had a lot more back pain this time around. So Rio was posterior position. So back to back. Um, but yeah, felt pretty good. I was emotionally, um, quite excited. I know that sounds a bit crazy, but I just, the first pregnancy and the first birth, it was, it was such an amazing, amazing thing. Although it was hard, I was, I was excited to do it again. <laughs> Sounds a bit crazy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Awesome. Cool. And did you have much of a birth plan or sort of an idea of how you hoped your birth would go this time around? Um, I was hoping that I would have be able to have her at the maternity place. And again, I wanted a water birth, but um, I was kind of in the same mindset, like just go with the flow. You don't know what's going to happen. Look what happened yeah. last time. So I was kind of, yeah, went, went op- with with an open mind. So not really. Yeah. Awesome. And do you want to take us through your labor starting? Was it spontaneous and how far along were you? Yep. So again, we had a spontaneous labor. It actually started quite similar to say, so I was 30 plus six. So just about due, my due date. Um, so it happened, uh, I think a month, I think it was a Monday because Caleb was, yeah, Caleb was at work. So it was around lunchtime I started getting kind of that dull light period pain that kind of stayed there. It was a bit different to my Braxton Hicks. Um, so I kind of carried on as normal. Say I was at home with me. I was kind of doing a bit of work while she was sleeping. Um, and then in the evening it started to get quite a bit stronger. So I did some time on the Swiss ball. I remember my mum came around and I was like, nah, the baby's definitely coming in the middle of the night. Get ready because I had, was going to call her to come around and look after Saya because obviously um, she would have been asleep. And... Yeah, um, mum was like, I, no, I bet you you'll end up having her the same time, or the baby, because we didn't know the sex, at the same time as, as Saya. And I was like, no, it's definitely going to be earlier because they were getting quite strong. And then um, things died off once again. And I thought, okay, I'm going to try and get a little bit of sleep. And I think I got maybe a couple of hours if I was lucky. Um, and yeah, they started ramping up again. I woke at 4.30 and they were... Um, not obviously, not real strong, but they were there. I could feel them. Um, we had an early breakfast. Caleb was actually meant to go to work, and we were umming and ahhing. I was like, nah, in my mind, I was like, nah, it's it's still ages away. 
um, I'm walking through them. I'm, you know, they kind of, I'd stop, but they weren't anything, you know, too major at that point. But I thought, well, we'll drop Sayer off at her grandma's house. So just so I can kind of have a rest for the day and see how things go. And we had planned, yep, Caleb will go to work. So he was going and dropping our other daughter off at her grandma's house. And in that time that he was gone, things kind of escalated and ramped up, went from zero to a hundred as they seem to do with me. Um, and we, yeah, I was by myself, um, and I jumped into the shower at that point again. And I think that's actually the time that I need to, if I have another one, I now know that's the time where I need to be hopping in the car, going to the birthplace. (laughs) Um, yeah, so the pain was quite intense in my back this time, a little bit more because obviously of the position that she was in. So I did a lot of exercises and stretches to try and move her around. So even in that end stage, she was still back to back. Um, Caleb took a sweet time dropping her off. I think he went and got a coffee <laughs> as well. And I rang him and I was like, I think you need to, think you need to get back. So he came back. Um, and yeah, I could feel, I could feel a bit of pain in my back. And I was thinking because I held Saya in a different position in my first one, I was thinking that it was just because I was back to back. And in actual fact, it was her actually coming down coming down, getting ready to kind of make her way into the world. Um, so, yeah, we should have been in the car already at the birthing place. But um, we we phoned the midwife and she was like, I think you need to, you know, come over. So we um, hopped in the car and we did a very, very, very fast trip to Hamilton. Um, on the way over, it was a pretty horrible trip, to be honest. To be honest, I probably should have stayed at home and had the midwife come to me. Um, but yeah, my mind, my mind was saying, no, don't, don't push, don't push. You don't want to have her in the car, but everything in my body was just, I guess my body just took over and I couldn't control it. And I was just holding on the handrail and I was just pushing and I, I just couldn't, couldn't help it. And we, we luckily got there in time. It was 10, 15 and I think, yeah, about 10 o'clock and I walked in kind of bent over the bed and Caleb had forgot. Um, my bag so we kind of cruised out he's quite a cruisy guy (laughs) went out and got the bag took his sweet time and yeah came back in and my waters had broke when he was out and yeah a few pushes when he kind of I was kind of holding I think holding her in there till he kind of came back in the room and then a couple of pushes and and she was out which is pretty crazy (laughs) a lot quicker the pushing stage the second time round opposed to opposed to the first time but um it was actually a pretty crazy moment when she was coming out the um we were pushing and and her head was out and you know we were waiting for that next contraction and I could feel obviously and they were telling me that her head was out and she was just screaming which was oh wow it was pretty crazy she wasn't fully out but yeah she was having a big a big cry so yeah waited for that next contraction and then and then pushed her out yeah again straight up on the chest which was yeah I was standing as well this time around so actually both of them were standing same position and a a bit of a squat so baby came through up onto my chest so yeah, yeah. slippery little critters aren't they <laughs> oh, amazing and did you do the um breast crawl yeah. again yeah 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 I did yeah that was yeah incredible moment again yeah just crazy eh? how they know what to do oh and did you need stitches this time yes I did yep um yeah I actually I got quite light-headed on that one <laughs> I don't yeah. know I don't know why I think I don't know got got a bit light-headed and they they pushed um, some button and a few people kind of came running in with um, a few different bits of equipment. Um, I th- yeah, I think they thought I was going to faint, but I had a 
yeah, just had a drink and I think I was just tired and yeah, yeah she, um, I was fine. Yeah. Had a few stitches. It wasn't anything too, too bad either. Yeah. Awesome. And did you spend the few days in birth care after that again? Yeah. Yep. So I spent the first night there with my husband. So he stayed that first night and then he actually went home the second night and I probably could have gone home after that first, you know, kind of, I knew what I was up to, but it was actually a bit of a holiday away yeah. from my, my toddler. So <laughs> <laughs> we stayed there, me and little Rio, and we did another night there, which was, which was nice because that was the night where my milk came in. It was always, you know, that, that tough night where you're yeah. kind of cluster feeding and um, yeah, having the support of the midwives, but yeah, we spent another two nights there this time around and that was really nice, but she was actually diagnosed during that time with a tongue and lip tie. So yeah. that made breastfeeding quite um, challenging. It was quite sore. I wasn't as sore as the first time around, but once we got that tongue and lip tie done, um, yeah, it, it eased up and it was, she was away, but it was quite, her tongue was quite, was thin, but it was, um, yeah, the worst, I think it was grade four. Is that the worst one? Yeah. Or grade one, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good once that was done, but yeah, we spent time there and then we went on home to the, to the, um, the one-year-old. So she was, yeah, not, not quite <laughs> two, but yeah, it was pretty full on having <laughs> two, two under two. Yeah. How did you find that adjustment? Um, quite hard to be honest. I found it quite hard because yeah. Saya was, like I said earlier, she was quite a sleepy baby and she was actually a dream baby. Obviously everyone's first, first baby, you don't know what to, to expect and, um, all babies, you know, have their challenging moments and they no baby's easy, but she was quite textbook. Like she just naturally fell into a routine. She was quite hard with breastfeeding because she used to fall asleep, but she, I think she slept through the night from like six weeks. Like it was really crazy, six or eight weeks. <laughs> and Rio was the complete opposite. So um, it kind of felt a little bit like I was a first time mum again. I found it quite challenging, to be honest, trying to, you know, settle her and um, in those first few months, um, yeah, it was it was challenging to find that juggling act, and I still owning my own business had to had to do work, you know, a little bit of work as well. But yeah, yeah I managed to yeah find a bit of a groove, and exercise really helped me through those challenging times. Just to have you know twenty minutes for me and to get my head in the game, and um, yeah, help me cope with all the struggles of motherhood. But yeah, I did. To be honest, probably <laughs> at that six month mark, I kind of felt like I'd got a bit of a routine, but even, even to today, so Rio's yeah. seven months, we still don't quite have the sleeping down pat, but we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. What was your physical recovery like from this birth? Was it much different to your first? Um, I had quite similar experiences with the bowel motions after it. So I physically felt quite good, yeah. but yeah, going to the bathroom, I felt quite, um, it was quite sore and, it was worse the first time around with Saya. Like I had to get a few um, different things to help me and do a, I ended up getting a, a thing it's called a fissure with Saya. So um, like a slight tear. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was, it was very, very, very painful with Saya. But I, I managed to avoid that the second time around. Um, kind of, I think I knew what was happening and was able to get onto it a bit quicker. So yeah, it's, um, the body recovered quite quickly again. It was pretty good, but I have been having to have, quite a bit of time with um a physio so I have a even now a slight partial prolapse that I've been dealing with 
um, in terms of yeah, getting back into exercise, and that's been a bit of a journey. Um, but yeah, I recovered quite well. Yeah. The sleep has been quite a hard thing for me because obviously Saya was quite a good sleeper, so not getting um, you know up, up still even four times a night now <laughs> is is quite hard. Um, but yeah, we actually had a bit of a scare yeah. with little Rio too. She was only ten days old and she was getting really high temperatures. And we ended up having to go to hospital and we spent a couple of nights in hospital with her and she, she ended up having um, viral meningitis, which was very, very scary. Um, yeah, and a, U, and a UTI. So that was really, really hard. Um, obviously, nights in hospital, no sleep whatsoever, pretty much. Um, having to still have it, you know, a toddler at home and um, my business partner obviously took over the you know, majority of the business. And yeah, that was a really, really stressful time. Just, you know, so such a little baby and to have to go through lots of tests and yeah, it was, it was really scary, but she was, she was fine. She was a trooper right through it. She was really strong and you can actually see that in her personality now as she's getting a bit older, but yeah, she, she was on the mend quite quickly after that. So that was good. Um, but yeah, it was a scary time. Yeah. And were you able to breastfeed through that experience? Yes, yeah. So that was something that I yeah had definitely on my mind. I made sure that I kept up my eating and kept up my drinking, even though I was so exhausted. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we had to give her antibiotics because of all because of the UTI. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I knew that for me um, personally, I wanted to keep doing it and just to help with her immunity and that type of stuff as well. So yeah, I definitely kept the breastfeeding throughout it, which was. Yeah, it was good, but she was, yeah, very, very clingy, obviously, at the hospital, feeling so sick. So those were some, yeah, very hard nights. But we got there and had lots of support, and, yeah, she she powered through it, so that's good. Yeah, awesome. And seven months down the track, and you've got, obviously, Hmm. still two pretty young daughters. So do you have any words of wisdom or advice that you'd give (laughs) to other new mums out there, maybe making the adjustment from one to two and, and how to cope with that? Yeah, um, I think I found it so hard because Saya was so so good, well, so yeah, such a good baby. And then Rio, not that she's not a good baby, but she she definitely needs me a little bit more to you know help sleep yeah. train her and that type of things. Um, uh, my biggest thing would just be go with your gut. I think um, that's a bit of word of advice. Um, a mother's intuition is pretty darn amazing. So go with your gut. Like yeah. I with those high temperatures with Rio, she. She was never screaming and, you know, she was never unsettled, but I just kind of knew in my gut that something wasn't right. So, um, yeah, yeah, go with your gut. Um, have lots of activities for the for the one-year-old to do because <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, was quite hard, obviously, trying to breastfeed and trying to keep the house quiet when you've got a little one that's right yeah. beside you. Yeah, it was quite hard. Have a good front pack. <laughs> she did lots of yeah. sleeping in the front pack. Um, and then I come back to it all the time, but exercise again, just throughout motherhood, I think it's so, so important for women, even if it's just going out for a bit of a walk, just to kind of get that endorphin hit and it gives you so much more energy and just a little bit of space to be able to kind of, you know, help with your mental health and your physical health and kind of get your mind in, in the right space to deal with all those challenges that come with motherhood is a, another big um, yeah. word of advice. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. I think, yeah, everybody can probably relate. So that's awesome. Thank you so much, Jenna, for coming on the podcast and sharing your stories with us. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it too. Thank you for having me.
Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales. I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening in each week. I would love it if you could leave me a review and a star rating in whatever app or platform you're listening on. It really helps support the podcast, so I'd be super appreciative if you could do that. And of course, just a reminder that this week's episode was sponsored by Your Birth Project, so I'd love for you to go and check that out. I will tag it on Instagram and also in the show notes. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Look forward to bringing you another one next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.